It's Sunday morning. Time for the great outdoors with Charlie Potter. Brought to you by the all-new Chevy Silverado and ChevyDriveChicago.com on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Good morning. Welcome to the Great Outdoors Show. Charlie Potter, your host here on WGN Radio. And this morning's reception might challenge a little bit because I'm on location. And so there's going to be some background noise. Hopefully it's minimal. I'm not not in the quiet of a studio this morning. And I am going to start off this morning's show by going 450 miles or so northwest of Winnipeg to one of my favorite places, well, one of my favorite places on earth, a place called The Pot. And I'm going to have on the show this morning Gary Hopper, who was the one-time mayor of The Pot, has been involved in, well, I guess, northern Manitoba affairs really all of his life, who's an outdoorsman. And we have been talking over the past few weeks about the potential for Manitoba to enact uh laws that many people feel are, are un-American. So, Gary, thank you for joining me this morning and being on the Great Outdoors show. I I know the past so well come the fall. I must say, I, I don't know it in March. What's it like there this, <laughs> this time of the year? Well, Other than cold. Well, today, uh, good morning, Charlie, and thanks for having me on. Uh, today, it's uh, just a light snow and uh, minus 12, so that's Celsius, of course, so uh, we still have snow, yeah. and we'll have snow for another month or so, and uh, uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, with the outdoors, you find something to do, whether what doesn't really depend on what the weather's like. Well, I know you can't live in that part of the world unless you unless you like winter. Is it, is your drought appear to be breaking at all, Gary, or does it still look like it's really dry? Uh, no, last fall uh, the. Um, I'd say we had uh, enough moisture for the farmers. Nobody was complaining about it, and uh, so I think it's coming back. Uh, it hasn't the, the dry weather really hasn't affected the uh, crops at all. And some of the marshes, as you know, if you're up here, it's uh, the Saskram and areas like that, and the Reeder Lake. Uh, I mean, they're controlled by Ducks Unlimited, but uh, they're sometimes a little sketchy for having enough water to get out there to, to go hunting. But for the most part, it's uh, nothing major. Well, you're nice to come on the air, and and I have been talking on and off for a while about the situation in Manitoba. And I guess last week, an announcement was made by the by the government that they plan to enact. Uh, well, they're they're the first ever regulations anywhere on the continent regarding non-residents, and and I guess that sparked quite a bit of discussion. Um, in your part of the world. And so I'm wondering if you could give me, frankly, a Manitobans perspective. I've had people on from the United States. We've talked about how this is so different from anything that's ever been done. Can you maybe give me a Manitobans perspective? And first of all, maybe tell us what it is that Manitoba has done that has people so concerned. Well, I guess the first thing for, as a resident of Northern Manitoba, central Manitoba, uh, the first I heard of this, and as far as I know anybody around in the general area, be the outfitters or lodge owners in central northern Manitoba, first we got wind of this. It was from uh, a friend come up from Florida, uh, Jamie Bolton, and uh, he asked me what's with these regulations. 
first I heard of it. Uh, there's been zero uh, public consultation with uh, people uh, around this area about it. And because of the uh, interaction I've had with uh, a few of my friends and yourself in the States, uh, now tomorrow there's uh, a meeting, a Zoom meeting with uh, the director, uh, and it's called Northern Stakeholders. Uh, the horses have left the barn in one respect, and now they're doing the, the public, uh, uh, trying to do the sell job. Uh, we hear it's done, but nothing is complete. Uh, in my mind, uh, things can always be undone. At the very least, I think in the north, uh, it should be, uh, we should be uh, not uh, saddled with the same regulations that they're going to do in the, in the south. But even in the south, I mean, uh, Manitoba, uh, with any province or any state, tourism always brings in a lot of money. And uh, this is no different, uh, especially in the northern areas. And for the government of the day to enact policies like this and make it the law that you as an American can only come up here if you get your uh, name drawn and hunt for seven days is absurd. Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, you commented last week on your radio program about the uh, the tag on our licenses, Friendly Manitoba. Well, this certainly flies in the face of that. And uh, I would say 80% of the people uh, don't know anything about it. It's becoming more of a, uh, a talking point with people, and uh, we'll see tomorrow. Um, there is what I'm looking for, and I'm sure other people are, is why, number one, why are we doing this? Uh, it's certainly not because there's too many hunters. We do have too many ducks, so we need hunters. Uh, there's no scientific uh, basis for this from what I can hear or what I've seen. Uh, I did see uh, briefly uh, there was a white paper uh, put out here that uh, I was reading, and there's a lot of recommendations there that should be done uh, in you know right across Canada or the states. Uh, for as far as I know, none of those uh, suggestions are in place. It to me it appears that uh, this is uh, one, driven by one person or a group of people that uh, want to do something uh, before they get out of office and. Uh, it just flies in the face of fair play and everything else. And so we'll see you tomorrow. We're going to have a Zoom meeting with the director and just to see what the, what the rationale is and uh, why there's been no public consultation. Uh, apparently there's a committee that's been formed uh, to oversee the implementation of this. And uh, you would think with uh, anything like this or anything, you want the big players in there, the people that have money invested and have the science, biology, and the rest of it. But strangely enough, Ducks Unlimited is not invited to be on that committee. Now, again, to me that raises a big flag. Why don't you want them there? Because they're probably going to tell you something you don't like to hear. So looking forward to the meeting tomorrow, and I'm hoping that your listeners, uh, we have uh, friends that come up from Pekin and uh, Streeter and uh, Florida and different areas there that have become good friends over the last 40 years, and uh, don't take this uh, slap in the face from all of Manitoba. It's a select few that are doing it, and we're hoping that uh, at the end of the day we can undo it. We are visiting with Gary Hopper, who's longtime mayor of the PA, not currently the mayor, but you hearing in his voice is passion. Um, so, Gary, i got to give a quick background in case a few people are listening who don't know the whole background, and that is, for the first time in history in North America, uh, 
outfitters are going to be given a preferential license, a guaranteed license, over um, anybody that's never that's never been done before anywhere in North America, where outfitters have been given a license. And also, American landowners are going to be given preference. And Gary, I guess the question I've got for you is, what does this do for tourism in Manitoba, particularly tourism in in northern Manitoba? And you mentioned that out that Americans are only going to be welcome for a week. Well, having gone to your part of the world many times over my life, the long, long drive to, uh, to go for just a week. And uh, so I'm wondering, has tourism been involved in this? And what I'm hearing in the United States, and I, I say this without any bias, so many people are contacting me here at WGN and saying this is simply, not only is it, it doesn't make sense, but it's anti-American. And I'm wondering... What what does your tourism department think of what's taking place? <laughs> Our local tourism department, as most of the ones in northern Manitoba, didn't know anything about it. The uh, Progressive Conservative government uh, a couple of years ago enacted a, a committee to promote tourism in northern Manitoba. Uh, in a lot of areas, there's you're limited what your your people can work at and so on and so forth. In Nepal, we've got a paper mill and we're okay in that end. But one of the, uh, I guess, a pillar of our area is we advertise tourism and uh, winter and summer. And uh, this here flies in the face of that. It's, uh, there's, I just, I'm bewildered as to what the rationale is for doing it. And and if it's uh, something to me is not right by doing it and it's, uh, Americans should feel offended and uh, should be speaking out because just remember, though, this is not uh, all of Manitoba. This is, again, there's a select few. And unfortunately, you get a select few in power doing things and uh, enacting things uh, uh, behind the scenes and then put into the legislation. Uh, you're done. Uh, now we have to, if this is if this is uh, completed, we have to get it undone. Uh, it might cause some disruption for this fall. I'm not sure. But there is an election again in October. I'm sure any community with any sense of tourism and economic development will be speaking to the government or who or the opposition who's going to be running to get into government that this is wrong and it needs to be changed. Well, we're going to be back in just a moment, Gary. I've got to take a break. We're visiting Gary Hopper from the Paw, Manitoba, longtime mayor in that part of the world. You are listening to Charlie Potter on the Outdoor Voice of Chicago in America, 720 WGN. And first, a message from our longtime sponsors, the Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland Chevrolet dealers. When sunrise is your alarm clock, life is different. You eat a ditch for breakfast. Love the smell of diesel in the morning with a hot cup of joe. The weather report is 40% chance of mud. And corporate pull, that's 36,000 pounds of towing capacity with a gooseneck trailer. Mudden is PTO. You know sometimes when the paved road ends, the fun begins. Chevy Silverado 3500 HD is waiting to run over something, anything. No road, no problem, because the best way out is always through. A trouble rides a swift horse, and you don't want trouble pulling a backhoe loader. Chevy Silverado HD is a wake-up call. Now, during Chevy truck season, get a $1,000 accessory allowance toward the purchase of a new truck with accessories. You worked hard for your money. Spend it smart. So see your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer today or go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for all the details. Chevy Silverado HD. Power up and experience life in HD. 
Charlie Potter and the Great Outdoors on Chicago's very own 720 WGN. Welcome back to the Great Outdoors show. Charlie Potter here on WGN Radio. We're visiting with Gary Hopper, 450 miles or so northwest of Winnipeg, Manitoba, in a wonderful place called the Pa. And we're, we've been talking about the impacts on this legislation that's going through in Manitoba that's going to limit the access of Americans to hunt in Manitoba and how it is, I, how it is a concern to wildlife managers across the continent because of the precedent sets for favoritism uh, to certain groups and also that it, it may be done in a way that's going to dramatically hurt but the economies of, of rural Manitoba, where I personally have a lot of friends, and Gary, I know you've spent your life there, so you've made friends over 40 years, as you said, from Florida to Illinois to Michigan, and people come to the North Country to, to experience its wild and its beautiful, not just the ducks, it's the whole lifestyle. Do you think that a regulation that says you can only come for seven days what do you think that will do to people who've come, for some case, generations to your part of the world? My, my guess is uh, once you get to the border, you're either going to go uh, west to Saskatchewan or neighboring province, or you're going to go east to Ontario where you don't have these regulations. And it's not only uh, what our concern now is talking about the duck hunting, but uh, a lot of the guys, when they come up, uh, it's not just duck hunting. There's fishing. Uh, we have trophy uh, lakes all over the place for lake trout. Uh, we were last, just last summer and got a couple of uh, 42, 44-inch uh, lake trout out of Clearwater Lake, which is one of the second clearest blue lakes in the world. And uh, one of the comments from a gentleman the other day says, so what's going to be next? They're going to say the Americans can't come up and fish. Uh, unless they only get catch two fish or something. And at the end of the day, it's going to stifle any tourism from uh, the states uh, completely. It'll block it uh, right at the border. And you yourself, you come up for seven days, you'll barely get unpacked, and you'll be time to go home again. And who's to say when you're up here for the seven days, the weather is going to cooperate that you're going to get uh, birds? Like, that's the other thing. Uh, when you come up, you're usually up here for more than a week, and uh, you're contributing to the local economy, the hotels and uh, the restaurants and, and all of that in that time of period. So it, it's going to have a dramatic effect uh, locally and uh, not just on the PA, but on the area. We have numerous lodges in the area here. And I spoke to uh, Ken Kadalka today uh, out on the lake uh, from Evergreen Lodge and about fishing. He says, yeah, they're catching huge fish every day. And he says, it's absurd. We don't need. They don't need guides when they come here. They know the the land better. We do. They don't abuse the regulations. I'm talking about the people from the state. So, uh, and he has a, a fair big clientele as well. So, it's a it's a sad situation right now. I'm hoping we can uh, get at least turned around. And if it doesn't happen this year, it'll be for next year. But uh, I think when more people become aware of it, then uh, as politics, you got to put the pressure where you need it, and hopefully that'll generate a change. One of the things that's come up, and we've got a couple minutes left, but one of the things that's come up, Gary, um, is the amount of money that has gone for conservation from Americans to Manitoba is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And someone made a point to me the other day, the Delta Waterfowl Foundation would not exist if this law had been in place years ago because Delta was built on Americans coming, seeing what a wonderful province it was, 
established James Ford Bell, establishing a foundation, a research center, and then Americans funding it to try to save wetlands and waterfowl and water birds in Manitoba. And if they can't do that, um, then probably they're not going to be terribly interested in funding. Has that, something, has that, in about a minute and a half we got left, has that come up at all? Is there any discussion as to the potential economic impact? And in Illinois, we send money every year to Manitoba from the Illinois Duck Stamp Fund. I don't know how long that will go if, if, if Illinoisans aren't able to, to go and enjoy Manitoba. Has that been part of the equation at all? It will be. It'll be brought up tomorrow. That's uh, one of the key points, uh, the, the finances of it. And you're right. Uh, it's kind of unique. We have uh, our American neighbors uh, subsidizing and paying for uh, our wetlands that we can enjoy every day in the, in the climate, right? And you can come up, uh, you know, two or three months at a time when you come up. But uh, definitely that wouldn't be happening. If you couldn't come here, you're not going to, why would you support it? And uh, we have a big uh, Ducks Unlimited uh, uh, branch here in the PAW. And uh, even something as simple on the fundraiser, uh, when they have their Ducks Unlimited supper, uh, there's a good portion of the people there that are American hunters, and they contribute heavily uh, to it. And uh, that's going to be uh, just gone in the wind if uh, something's not done. And if that happens, then what happens to the wetlands if you can't support them? Well, I will say Ducks Unlimited has, they've done, they've been outspoken in a, in a correct way, asking the province to provide science and data for its decisions. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, across the continent, professionals are saying, if this can happen in Manitoba, what could stop it from happening in our state or our province? Uh, I don't think the professional community is on board with this at all. And as, as simply said, let's get the data. And once you have the data, let's have some discussion. So, Gary, I really appreciate you for being with me. we got about 20 seconds. One last thing. So if the legislature decides that it doesn't like this, can it undo what's been done? Yes. Simple answer, yes. I mean, they can uh, they can add to it or they can take away from it. They can make amend- amendments. Uh, it'll be in their, their hand what, what they decide to do with it. So um, we'll... I'll have a better idea tomorrow after the meeting what kind of comments are given to from the director, and uh, I will uh, touch base with you after that. We would, we would welcome having you back on, and I can tell you that there are tens of thousands, literally, of Americans who are hoping that you are successful. Thank you so much, Gary Hopper, yeah. for being with us. Thank you for listening hey, to the Great Outdoors Show. You bet. We'll be back next Sunday okay, morning thanks. with more on the Great Outdoors. This is Charlie Potter in the Outdoor Voice of Chicago in America, 720 WGN.